At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday, June 7th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you for what will be my final show of the week. Jeff Parles taking over on Thursday and Friday. I've got a prior commitment to tend to, so you'll hear Jeff's voice on Thursday and Friday here on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Also, Zach Cohen will take over doing some sides and totals in his best bets article for Thursday. Jared Smith, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with his yes, no first inning run article. So that'll be your baseball content for the rest of the week here. Uh, a couple of days away for me. So I'll be back on Monday with a new edition of the podcast. But just want to let you know that the podcast will keep going over the next couple of days just with Jeff running the show. Over at vcin.com, NBA and NHL playoffs talk, of course, with the finals going on. Game three tonight in the NBA playoffs between the Heat and the Nuggets. We'll see what happens in that one as Miami comes home with a 1-1 series. Are they able to take control of the series in this important swing game tonight? JVT doing his article over at vcin.com and JVT on the Hardwood Handicappers podcast alongside Kelly Bidlin. Lots of things were discussed on our Long Shots podcast. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin doing that. And Wes Reynolds talking about the Live Golf PGA Tour merger, all that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And there's a golf tournament this week as well. So the guys discussed that for that episode. So lots of stuff over at vcin.com. Lots of stuff on all of our podcast platforms as well. Uh, I got a content meeting to get to. So let's go ahead and jump right in to today's Major League Baseball card. 15 games on the board, 14 of them have not started yet. The A's jumping all over Oansi Contreras in the first inning. They're up 7-1, to one, top three as I record here. Uh, so we'll see if the A's able to hold on to that lead and take care of their affairs. But we start by rotation number, as I always do in the National League, with Arizona and Washington. Zach Davies, Patrick Corbin in this one. And remember when I talked about Patrick Corbin and how he was on a nice little run? From April 16th to May 20th, 340 ERA, 392 FIP over 42 and a third. But it seems like maybe the old Patrick Corbin 
now coming back to the forefront. He's given up 10 runs on 14 hits in his last 11 and a third. He's struck out eight. He's walked eight. Now for the season, 492 ERA, 611 expected ERA, 495 FIP in 67 and two thirds. So Corbin was allowing some hard contact. Seems like now that's come back to bite him a little bit. We'll see if he can right the ship or if we're back to seeing the same old Patrick Corbin, which would be a pretty big hit for the Nationals, who are better than most people expected so far this season with guys like Corbin, Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore really being a big part of that equation. But even though Corbin's turned back into a pumpkin, still very tough to bet Zach Davies. 540 ERA, 470 expected ERA, 465 FIP, and 18 and a third innings pitched. Double-digit walk rate of 11%. Five runs on 12 hits in nine innings since coming back off the IL. As we know, the Nationals, not a great offense against righties, a very good offense against lefties. Davies is a righty, but... Not really much interest in laying the road price here with the Diamondbacks. And in fact, seeing this line come down a little bit here today with some investment in Patrick Corbin, which if you remember from way early on in the season, I talked about how some line moves are more meaningful than others. The idea that people would actively bet on Patrick Corbin stands out to me in that game as the odd screen lighting up a little bit as I'm recording here. Got to play in the Dodgers and Reds, so we'll skip over that one and go to the Mets and the Braves. Max Scherzer, Charlie Morton in this one. Braves, $1.25 or $1.30 favorite, total of 9.5 for this game here. And look, I mean, anytime you get Max Scherzer at this kind of an underdog price, it's something that you have to consider, right? I mean, he's given up three earned runs in his last four starts, over 25 innings of work. But he's faced the Nationals, Guardians, Rockies, and Phillies, so... Not exactly a murderer's row of opponents, to say the least, but he does have 28 strikeouts over those 25 innings, and he's allowed just a 27.9% hard hit percentage in that span. So it does seem like, slowly but surely, we're getting back to the usual performance level of Max Scherzer here, who does have a 321 ERA, 331 expected ERA, 412 FIP over his nine starts. Did give some thought to the Mets today with Scherzer kind of pitching well over his last four starts. And also Charlie Morton, 362 ERA, but a 433 expected ERA. Strikeout rate down a bit from the last two seasons. Walk rate, the highest he's had since 2018. But he's a guy that's held the opposition to three or fewer runs in nine of his 11 starts. So Morton's been pretty good. There were some bigger regression signs earlier on in the year. Those have kind of stabilized a little bit. So didn't make a play in that Mets and Braves game, but obviously anytime you get Scherzer at an underdog price, it catches your attention and it's worth some measure of consideration. We'll skip over the Giants and Rockies. Not really a whole lot to say about that with Logan Webb and Connor Siebold, the Giants over a $2 favorite. They really hit the ball well yesterday, uh, coming away with a nice victory at Coors Field. Split with the two plays because the Brewers got, or the Orioles, excuse me, got unlucky late in their game against the Brewers which I'll talk about in a few minutes, but the Giants did win yesterday and they are a heavy favorite to win again today. Moving over to the American League side of things, the Twins and the Rays. Sean Armstrong gets the start for the Rays. He is the opener today for Cooper Criswell. Armstrong made his 2023 debut a couple days ago, worked a couple scoreless innings against the Red Sox, seven rehab appearances at AAA and threw the ball well, so he should get them off to a decent start today. Criswell. Look, I'm not a huge fan of the guy. 6'11 ERA, 498 FIP, 
but he's allowed nine of his 12 runs and two of his five appearances. So he's given up three runs over his other three appearances, including one run in each of his last two outings, covering six and a third innings. So maybe the Rays kind of working their magic with him. I think he's probably the worst pitcher on that roster, but he's been fairly effective in his last two bulk relief appearances, whereas Pablo Lopez is struggling a little bit here for the Twins. The strikeout rate is outstanding, 86 strikeouts in 71 and a third innings pitched, but a 454 ERA in his 12 starts. And if you go back to April 22nd, he's got a 615 ERA with a 443 FIP in that span, just gave up six runs on eight hits to the Guardians who, you know, as we know, they have plenty of problems scoring and they have throughout the course of the season. So Lopez just not really commanding all that well. Five starts with at least four runs allowed over his last eight outings. He's given up eight home runs in that span. So I actually thought a little bit about the Rays today, but with Criswell, I'm just not totally sold on his ability to shut down really any lineup. But, you know, the big thing about the Twins is they strike out a lot. If you don't strike them out, that's how they do some damage. Criswell, not really a big strikeout pitcher. White Sox and Yankees is kind of on the brink here. We'll see if this game gets played. The air quality in New York City is awful based on the wildfires that are happening in Canada. They're talking about possibly postponing this game. If it goes off, it'll be Lance Lynn and Randy Vasquez, with Vasquez making his second MLB start getting recalled from AAA. So I didn't even spend too much time on that game in the article or give it too much thought. It might get played if it does. Vasquez, a really big wild card, and Lynn has been very inconsistent throughout the course of the season here. Astros and the Blue Jays. Ronel Blanco making his second start of the season for the Astros. He'll go up against Chris Bassett, who returns from the paternity list. Now, Bassett didn't actually miss any time. And in fact, right before the baby came, he threw seven and two-thirds shutout innings against the Mets, his old team, on June 2nd. Big bounce-back effort from Bassett in that one because he'd allowed 13 runs over his previous 10 and a third innings pitched on 16 hits. Bassett's been a tough guy to figure out this season because he has three really bad starts, one pretty bad start, And then the eight good starts that he's had have been quite good. And in fact, I believe he had a 27-inning scoreless streak at one point throughout the course of this season. So Bassett's been good more often than not. But over his last three starts here, 47.4% hard hit percentage, gave up six barrels, three in each of his starts against the Twins and the Rays during that tough stretch that he had, Uh, you know, I don't know this personally, but those out there that do, obviously having a baby is a big change with your life. So, you know, we'll see how Bassett fares in this one after heading back to Toronto a little bit early at the tail end of that road trip uh, so that he could be by his wife's side. But Blanco is a guy, a typical Astros prospect, right? A lot of strikeouts in the minor leagues, a lot of walks. The thing for them is kind of curtailing that walk issue once he gets to the big league level. In his first start, he gave up two runs on seven hits over five and a third against the Angels back on Thursday. Astros running a six-man rotation now to try and stretch out guys like J.P. France and Brandon Belak and Hunter Brown as they deal with a lot of injuries. But Blanco started this year in the Astros' bullpen, got sent down to the minor leagues to get stretched out from May 9th to May 26th, gave up one run on five hits with 21 strikeouts in 16 innings at AAA, but he also walked 13 guys. 
So we'll see how he fares in this start. I thought about taking the Astros at a pretty sizable underdog price, but Blanco, a pretty significant wild card in that one. I got a play on Guardians and Red Sox, so we move on to the interleague portion of today's card. The Mariners and the Padres. Good pitching matchup here between George Kirby and Michael Waka. Michael Waka, what a run he's been on here lately. He gave up 19 runs in his first five starts, but he's allowed just five earned runs in his last six starts. Since the start of May, Waka with a 123 ERA, 328 FIP, 452 XFIP. So there are some pretty big negative regression signs in the profile for him. In that six-start span, 189 batting average on balls in play, 92.7% left on base percentage. Now, he does have a 26% hard hit percentage against, which does explain the low BABIP, but at the same time, it is very hard to carry a sub-200 BABIP and a 90-plus percent left on base percentage. So there will be a start coming here soon where Waka gets blown up. I think it'll probably be like one of those six- or seven-run types of starts. Maybe it could be a more progressive stretch where he gives up a lot of runs. I don't know if it happens today against the Mariners, who they strike out a lot. Uh, They're not very good against right-handed pitching, but Waka is a negative regression candidate and a guy that is on my radar here in the not-too-distant future. Kirby bounced back. He had a really bad start against the Pirates, gave up four home runs, seven runs in that start. He threw eight shutout innings against the Yankees with seven strikeouts in his most recent outing. However, he did give up some hard contact in that start, so we'll see what he's able to do here in this one. I will say that this kind of profile is a little bit like yesterday's game where Logan Gilbert is a guy that really does an effective job of limiting walks. And the Padres, their best attribute on offense is that they draw a lot of walks. They are 25th in WOBA against righties, but they have the league's best walk rate at 11.9%. Kirby's walked, I think, six guys on the season in 71 innings pitched. So, I gave some thought to the under. It is a day game in San Diego. The ball may carry a little bit better. Also, those concerning signs for Waka. I do think Kirby pitches well here. I needed a little bit better on the price to take the Mariners, though, with their offensive concerns. But I thought about the under in this game, and that may ultimately end up being the play. Uh, But it didn't make the cut for the show here or for today's article. One more game, then I'll take a short break. That is the Tigers and the Phillies. Interesting one here with Reese Olsen going for the Tigers. Really good secondary stuff. Interesting prospect for them. In his first start, he went against the White Sox, gave up two runs on two hits, struck out six of the 19 batters that he faced. I was on the Tigers in that game. Unfortunately, they didn't score off of Mike Clevenger or the White Sox bullpen. That's just the ongoing problem with the Tigers. They've been a bottom five offense all season long. But Olsen is a guy with some swing and miss upside. Maybe a guy you want to take a look at from a strikeout prop perspective, something like that, where he's got good stuff. Uh, It's just a question of how deep he'll be able to work into games, which is, of course, an important thing when you talk about those strikeout props. The issue here with being interested in the Tigers is that the Phillies are sending out Zach Wheeler. Wheeler, 433 ERA, 354 expected ERA, 285 FIP, 64.2% left on base percentage. So that's why his ERA is as high as it is. But last time out, He struggled against the Nationals, gave up seven runs on eight hits and three and two-thirds innings pitched. I'll say this. Over his last five starts, Wheeler's command is kind of on the fritz a little bit. 45.6% hard hit percentage, seven barrels allowed, six of them in his last three starts. 
doesn't look as sharp as we're used to seeing Zach Wheeler look. Uh, still a big price today on him, and I understand not wanting to back the Tigers. Thought about the plus one and a half, but with a total of seven and a half, not really getting a great price on the Tigers' run line in a dog roll. So no play for me on this one, but keep an eye on Olsen and maybe that strikeout prop, possibly something that you may want to take a look at there with him. Coming up on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets, I wrap up the interleague portion of the card and share my three plays for today. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. All right, we're back here on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Five-star reviews, very, very much appreciated for this and all of the shows in our VEASAN family of podcasts. How about the Royals and the Marlins? Jordan Lyles on the mound for the Royals here. Royals 0-12 in his 12 starts. Lyles 689 ERA, 613 FIP. I will say, last time out, Jordan Lyles gave up one run in five innings with eight strikeouts. And that team's still lost. So the Royals, despite some of their offensive numbers, 
you know, they just they can't seem to get out of their own way. They just find ways to lose games. A lot of bad starting pitching, a big part of that. Lyles is interesting here today because he's given up 17 home runs in 66 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's allowed 26 barrels on the season, but the Marlins are not a great offensive team. 22nd in Woba against righties. This is a ballpark that suppresses power. I actually thought about maybe taking Kansas City today and Lyles, but Edward Cabrera draws a Royals offense that will strike out, doesn't really draw a lot of walks, and Cabrera is one of those effectively wild guys. Over 44% of his plate appearances have ended in a strikeout or a walk, but he's only allowed more than three runs twice in his 12 starts. So not a whole lot of margin for error for Jordan Lyles. Uh, Last time out, Cabrera, 10 strikeouts against one walk in his start against the Athletics, a team that doesn't really see him much. So I quickly pushed aside my thought of possibly backing Lyles and the Royals in that one. Orioles and Brewers, frustrating game yesterday. The Orioles, uh, Yenier Cano walks a 180 hitter, gives up a two-out, two-strike hit to a 190 hitter. That ties the game. Uh, They gave up some stolen bases late in that game as well, so not really paying attention to the details. And, of course, they only scored three runs, so you know not really a whole lot of margin for error with that. But they were up 3-2 to two in the eighth inning, and that's kind of the situation I was hoping to have them in with a lead with Cano and Bautista. They wind up losing the game in extra innings. Corbin Burns gets the call today for the Brewers. Dean Kramer going for the Orioles in this one. Uh, Burns, maybe a future Oriole. I don't know. We'll see what happens in that NL Central race. The strikeout rate is down. The walk rate is up. The ground ball rate is down. A variety of different things here for Burns where, you know, look, he's got a 375 ERA and a 459 FIP. And honestly, I think he's pitched a little bit better than those numbers would suggest. But, you know, we take a guy like that for granted because his numbers have been so good throughout the course of his career that when he's not performing to his usual level, it really stands out. And I think that's been the case here with Burns so far. The other thing, and maybe I should have thought more about this yesterday, the Orioles offense has really cooled off. I mean, early in the year, they were really, really good. They're a below average offense by WRC plus basically over the last six or so weeks. Offensively, they just really haven't been all that great here of late. So we'll see what they do against Burns and if they're able to take advantage. I'm not a big Dean Kramer guy. Dean Kramer, 443 ERA, 638 expected ERA, 459 FIP. His hard hit percentage is 48.8%. Gives up a lot of loud contact. I don't like this Brewers offense, so maybe Kramer dances around it today, but that was a game that just didn't have very much betting intrigue for me. Last game, and then we'll get into the three plays that I've got for today. The Cubs and the Angels. Jamison Tyon and Jaime Berea in this one. Tyon finally getting rewarded for pitching better than his numbers would suggest. Last time out, gave up one run on three hits and five and two-thirds to the Padres. I remember handicapping that game and really thinking about taking the Cubs, Uh, but Tyon has a 7.05 ERA. 4.12 FIP, though, in 37 innings, 35 strikeouts, 11 walks. Some negative cluster luck for him. Also, some of the other luck metrics not really falling in his favor. With the bases empty, Tyon has allowed a 297 Woba. Compare that to a 410 Woba with men on base and a 428 with men in scoring position. Tyon's got a 348 Babip against with a 50% left on base percentage on the year. 
So he's run on the wrong side of variance in a variety of different ways. Should be better as we go forward here. So Tyon is a guy that I am looking to back as we move forward as some of those peripherals kind of stabilize a little bit. But Berea has been really good for the Angels so far this year. Starting on extended rest, last pitched on May 31st. Two starts in his last three appearances. He's only given up one run on six hits with 12 strikeouts in that span. He had a tough relief appearance, four unearned runs in between, but 159 ERA, 311 FIP, 25.6% hard hit percentage. I'm not really entirely sure why this guy wasn't in the rotation earlier as the Angels have had some issues with their starting staff, especially on the depth side of things. But Berea's been pretty good, and he's a guy that I may look to back as we go forward here, just not laying $1.40 against Tyon, who has a ton of positive regression signs in the profile. All right, so the three plays I've got here for today, we start with a total. We start down in Cincinnati, where you've got Noah Syndergaard and Brandon Williamson between the Dodgers and the Reds. Dodgers about a dollar seventy favorite in dollar fifty favorite, excuse me, in this one. Total of eleven or eleven and a half. Uh, this is one where this is not a good matchup on paper for Brandon Williamson. Williamson in four MLB starts, eleven walks, eighteen strikeouts, and twenty-one innings of work. The Dodgers, best team in baseball at working walks, or at least one of the best. And their offensive performance against lefties has been so good lately that they're up to eighth in weighted on base average in that split. And remember, early on in the year, they were a bottom 10 offense against lefties. So they've gotten much, much better in that department. Not only has Williamson allowed a lot of walks, he's also given up 10 homers in 55 innings between AAA and the big leagues. So this is not a good matchup for him at all whatsoever. Noah Syndergaard, 654 ERA, 544 expected ERA, 523 FIP, a lot of contact, 10 homers allowed in 52 and a third. His last two starts, he's given up 11 runs on 15 hits. And this may be Syndergaard's last start in the rotation. The Dodgers going to have some difficult decisions to make as this week goes along. And Syndergaard may be the odd man out as some guys come back from injury here. Over his last seven starts, 46.4% hard hit percentage. I just don't see Syndergaard having a lot of success here as a pitch-to-contact guy in a small park with a Reds offense that has really picked up in terms of contact quality, in terms of exit velocity, in terms of overall excitement. And of course, they're a much better offense at home than they are on the road. So I took the over 11 here in this game, minus 120, laying a little bit of juice on that one. But this looks to be a game where runs are very, very much possible, especially in the Dodgers side going up against Williamson. But I think that the Reds are able to get to Cindergard as well. So over 11 minus 120, the first of today's three plays. Next up on the board is the Cleveland Guardians. They're $1.30 favorite over at DraftKings. Total of eight with some heavy under juice against the Boston Red Sox. Cutter Crawford and Tanner Bybee in this one. Bybee, 320 ERA, 329 expected ERA, 323 FIP in 39 and a third innings pitch. So his numbers pretty much exactly where they should be. He's given up three homers, 14 runs on 34 hits and seven starts, 40 strikeouts against 10 walks, only allowed more than three runs once in a start, hard hit percentage under 37%. He's been really, really good, and he's got really good stuff. And teams that face him for the first time, 
I think he's going to have some success with. So that's something I think will definitely benefit Bybee as we go forward here where, you know, teams that don't really see him a whole lot, you know, I think he still has the opportunity to have success against them, particularly that first time out. Cutter Crawford, only three starts this season, 348 ERA, 418 FIP, decent peripherals, but he's largely been working in relief. And it is tough when you go from working in relief to being a starter because a lot of guys end up being relievers simply because they don't have enough arsenal depth. They don't have enough good pitches that they're able to throw. Crawford pitching on a little bit of short rest for the second straight time. Last start, he went three innings. I would anticipate something similar here. And the guy who could follow him may very well be Corey Kluber. It may be uh, Brennan Bernardino, or I believe that's his name. Nick Pavetta, also an option. The Red Sox bullpen is not particularly good right now, and they're going to have to use a lot of it in this game. And I think that the Guardians are set up pretty well with Bybee, then arrested Trevor Steffen and Emmanuel Classe. Classe has looked better over his last few appearances. Steffen is a guy who's got really good stuff, should be able to make adjustments. To me, I look at this and I look at the Red Sox, and they're going to have to throw some of their lesser pitchers in this game here at some point, probably in the middle innings. Whereas for Cleveland, the majority of this game should be Bybee, Stefan, and Class A. So I think that's worth laying a dollar thirty here. I know Cleveland's offense a little bit shaky to say the least, but I think that this game does set up a lot better for them in terms of run prevention than it does for the Red Sox. So Guardians minus one thirty on the board for me, and then lastly the Cardinals and the Rangers, and maybe stepping in front of the Rangers is a bad idea. They're up to a dollar fifty or a dollar sixty favorite. Total of nine in this one. Jack Flaherty and John Gray. John Gray has been great over his last five starts. 0. 0.79 ERA, 287 FIP, 34 innings pitched, 32 strikeouts against six walks. But with that being said, he's faced the Mariners twice, Oakland, Colorado in Texas, and Baltimore. And I just mentioned Baltimore's offense has really been sagging here of late. The Mariners are not a great offense against righties. They're 24th in Woba. You've got... Oakland, who's 28th in Woba. Colorado is 12th, but that game was in Texas. And the Rockies are 24th in road Woba against righties. And then Baltimore is kind of a league average type of offense. The one thing for St. Louis is that their offense is in the top 10 against righties still. They're still a very productive unit in that split. So Gray is stepping up in class here. And so I think that there's a good chance that he kind of has a little bit of a correction to his numbers. Now, Jack Flaherty is a guy that's got a 455 ERA, 461 expected ERA, 444 FIP. However, he gave up 10 runs on May 4th against the Angels, I believe in two and a third innings pitched. In his last five starts since then, he's given up only eight runs, 28 strikeouts in 29 innings, 27.5% hard hit percentage, and only four barrels allowed with one barrel allowed in his last four starts. So Flaherty has been pitching really, really well. And the thing about the Rangers, their one offensive flaw, they don't draw a lot of walks. Flaherty's issue is that he issues walks, but he does a really good job of limiting hard contact. And again, I keep going back to this and credit to the Rangers for having an incredible season, but their batting average with runners in scoring position is 45 points higher than anybody else. It just doesn't seem sustainable to me. And Flaherty, a guy that limits hard contact, may be the right type of guy to kind of keep them under wraps a little bit. So I think the Cardinals at plus 130 or better, worth a look here today with Flaherty and Gray, hopefully a correction coming 
for John Gray and Jack Flaherty, you know, pitching very well here of late. So hopefully you can keep that going against this Texas lineup. So three plays for today, Dodgers and Reds over 11 guardians minus a buck 30. And then the Cardinals plus a dollar 30 against the Rangers. As I said, Jeff Parles will steward this ship for the next couple of days on Thursday and Friday. So please be as kind to him as you are to me. Rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very much appreciated. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And tune in tomorrow for another edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.